Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, my loves. How is your day going? So this episode, tired of nagging your child? Do you feel like a crack record? Do you hear yourself just going on repeat the same old things day in, day out? I mean, I don't know about you, but it's blimmin' soul destroying, isn't it, really? So in this episode, I'm going to give you a few pointers, probably about 12, I think, if my notes serve me right, um, in how to communicate slightly better with your child so that you aren't that crack record of, can you just pick your school bag up? And why does everyone have to live in squalor? Will you please just tidy your room? Does it sound familiar? Why haven't you done your homework yet? Or will someone just bloody well clean the dishes? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. The thing is, is that how else are your kids going to remember what to do if you don't nag them? Um, There are solutions to that. And the point is, is that I know if you're anything like me, that this constant sort of um, sort of cycle of requests, nags, whatever you want to call it, it's absolutely soul-destroying. Not only does it wear them down, and actually, let's face it, our kids go on, you know, they they sort of stop even filtering anything or they filter out the stuff that they don't want to hear and you are left just talking to the ether. So it's wearing you down as well. Anyway, all is not lost because basically what it is, it's about how we better communicate with our kids and I don't just mean shouting loudly and sort of, you know, uh, and, and sort of, you know, shaking them by the shoulders when you want them to unload the dishwasher. What I mean is it's more about the positive communication, because let's face it, we want we want communication that is inspirational. We want communication that is motivating. So they do do the stuff that we want them to do. And we do want really, to be honest, we want communication that's kind. So let's be more positive in what we say and how we use our words so that it's not nagging and it's not sending us all to sleep or making our teeth itch. Because basically, um, studies show that if you're communicating in a negative way, and let's face it, that's what nagging is, isn't it? It's you're at the end of your tether and you're just, would someone just please, let me well listen to me. And so it causes, and, and it, it's also sort of quite confrontational as well. It causes anxiety, stress, shame, guilt. So let's face it, it's not really conducive to encouraging anyone to get the end results that you're actually looking for. Positive communication, it builds relationships. It makes it, you know, you you bond a bit better with your kids, which is when all said and done, that's what we're looking for. But it not only that, it builds their self-esteem, it builds their confidence, it empowers them to make 
sort of more fruitful decisions. I mean, I do remember when I was, um, God, sort of 16, 16 at school, and one of my, my biology teacher pulled me to one side, and I was sort of going off the rails a bit. I was in a sort of a crowd, I, I wouldn't say a wild crowd, but they were fun, which meant that they sort of got up to a few antics, and I was a big smoker, which was a big no-no at school. So um, my biology teacher pulled me to one side and he said, this is totally up to you, but I'm, I'm sort of throwing you, I'm throwing you a bone here. He said, if you quit smoking, I can make sure that you will be sub-prefect by Easter. And that was a big, seriously, that was a big turning point for me because what that basically did was, I'm not going to make you do anything. I'm going to give you the choice. I am going to give you the responsibility to do something different. And if you choose to do it, then the consequences will become apparent. So he, he I mean, he was right. It gave me something to aim for. It gave me sort of, well, a bit of self-belief in the fact that, let's face it, without being too deep, I was the master of my own destiny. And it motivated me towards, it was the carrot really that I needed. Um, to, it was quite funny because I'm not really a rule breaker. I'm a bit of a square. And yet, and I think that was the problem is the fact that I got myself into a hole with these friends and I didn't know how to get out of it. And so my biology teacher gave me this opportunity. And history proves that he was right to do so because I took that opportunity. Yes, I did become, I did stop smoking. Yes, I did become um, a, a sub-prefect by Easter. And to be honest, <laughs> I then went on to become head girl. And, and, and actually, it's quite interesting because I think, to be fair, if he hadn't given me that opportunity, I still probably would have been one of those students that was playing hooky, um, which wouldn't have got me to where I eventually ended up. So the trick is really here is giving your child the opportunity to make their own choices or to feel as though that they are making their own choices, that they are taking responsibility. Um, and yes, we often learn from our mistakes. That's the, the you know, I've always sort of said um, that it's our mistakes that sort of shape us really, because when, let's face it, when everything's going along smoothly, no one really sort of changes their behavior. So if things are going well, leave them well alone, don't do anything about it. But if we're sort of, you know, if we have hit sort of hiccups, or if we are struggling, then it's important to learn from those struggles, learn from those mistakes. For argument's sake, you know, if your child sort of gets a sort of, I don't know, D in maths, you know, rather than going, oh, well, you're crap at maths and you've always been so bad and why don't you try harder? The thing to turn around is just go, well, hang on a minute, what happened here? And from that and opening up that conversation, then your child has the opportunity to learn they have the opportunity to realise that actually there are different choices to make and it might just motivate them to maybe not get a D in maths next time. Thing is with kids and especially teenagers, when they are given the opportunity to choose, rather than feeling painted in a corner and so oh, what's the point, when they feel that they have choices, when they feel that there are opportunities there, it, it builds their self-esteem. And when their self-esteem grows, so does success. And I mean in all areas, not just grades, not just school, but I mean in relationships they and, and, and building um, respect for themselves. And, and then that sort of, you know, 
it just it, it builds their confidence and it it allows them to develop more of that can-do attitude, that growth mindset. So actually, let's do a quick segue here. What is the growth mindset? Well, this is really your inner dialogue, how you talk to yourself. And I was speaking to a student the other day and he was getting behind on his work. And I said, OK, well, listen, actually, this you can, you can pull this back really easily, you know, you, it, with, with sort of a, a month's worth of sort of an extra hour here and an extra hour there. Um, you, you can pull back from letting your grades slip. And I sort of said, you know, and I said, how does that sound? He went, well, yeah, what's the point? I said, well, OK, well, if your grades slip and you don't get your work in time, well, what will happen? And he went, well, I fail. I said, well, is that an option for you? And he went, well, I don't really want to. And I sort of said, well, OK, well, what are you aiming towards? And that was his problem is that he didn't know. He didn't know what he wanted. He didn't know where he was heading. And so to him, school and his A-levels were just a pain in the arse. And I sort of said, well, what's the alternative? You know, if you weren't doing that extra hour, what would you be doing? And funnily enough, he wasn't even going to be doing fun stuff. He just sort of went, well, I'll probably just be sitting in bed watching YouTube videos. So the alternative for him even though he couldn't be bothered to do his work. The alternative wasn't actually that inspirational. It wasn't the fact that he was going to go out with his mates or, you know, he was going to go and do sort of something different or do some sports. He just really couldn't be bothered to do the work. So the thing is, is what we needed to do was develop that growth mindset to have those goals, but also it was just how he needed to speak to himself so that he was able to sort of, work out how he felt about stuff and what he wanted to do so the growth mindset is really well, let's look at the the, the the counter side the fixed mindset the fixed mindset is do you know how I look at myself is set in stone so I can't do this and or I can do this you know it's it's the either or it's something is set in stone I can't play golf I can play golf I can't do maths I can do maths um you know I can't write essays, I'm crap at words and all that sort of stuff. I don't swim. Um, and it's it's just sort of just understanding that there's no opportunity to improve. It's just everything set in stone. Flip the coin there. The, the, the growth mi- mindset is, well, okay, I might not be a natural swimmer, but I'm sure I can improve. Or, well, at the minute... I don't understand math so well, but I can develop those skills and I can improve over time. So it's giving your child the opportunity to learn. And with that comes a growth in confidence and self-esteem. And your child soon realizes that actually what is equally important is not just the end result, but the journey, how they get there. And I think this is what we need our kids to understand is to realise that there is a point to things. Let's go back to a very, very basic is, you know, uh, we're, we're sort of, maybe you find that you are screeching at your child sort of for leaving the towels on the floor. And what they soon realise is if you leave your towel on the floor for four days, well, you know, it's actually not really very nice when you're getting out of the bath or shower. So the motivation there is... God, if I just pick it up and put it on the radiator tomorrow, it's going to be a hell of a lot nicer. Do you know what I mean? So it's just rather than I'm not going to do that because mum says so, which is 
fine but and and it's a natural reaction it's actually getting them to realize the benefits for them and here's the growth mindset you know how they can develop the skills so they get better results over time so here what what i'm really going to do here is i'm going to give you probably about 12 things to say 12 things um to sort of maybe start introducing into your conversations so that your child um sort of is able to think for themselves and to show because it's all about positive communication i think the thing is is what what we're you know what we find is when we have a better relationship with our kids when they see us as empowering them or supporting them or having their backs then it's less of the oh she's always on my back or she's always doing this or you know we should just shut up because it's just noise and when our kids realize that we are there for everyone's greater good it doesn't always have to be theirs let's face it but if we were there if we're there for the greater good then it makes for a much calmer and more cooperative um atmosphere at home so that really helps right so first one what do you think hang on a minute hang on a minute do we are we actually asking our our child their opinion well yeah we are actually and i think the thing is is that when when our kids feel that their opinions are valuable and that their opinions matter i keep saying if you follow me enough you know that i say that as individuals we all have basic needs yes we need to be fed watered and have shelter but we need to feel loved understood and respected and asking our kids what they think gives them the opportunity to let us know what their views are and gives us the opportunity to listen. So not a bad one to start off with. And it just opens up that dialogue. And it could be anything about, it could be, you know, about um, putting your, whether or not they put their dishes away or whether or not they need to get their homework done, whatever it is. This is a great way of keeping the dialogue open. Number two. Let me go away and think about that. Now, what this does is it gives you space. Um, you might be talking about curfews. You might be talking about, um, oh, I don't know. Oh, so-and-so is their turn to sort of lay the table or whatever. But what it does is it gives you both space so that we aren't permanently sort of doing the knee-jerk re knee reactions of, just do as I say. So I think the thing is here, it's quite important for us to realise that um, we don't always have to react immediately. We don't always have to respond and giving us um, that opportunity to, oh, hang on a minute, what do I need to say here that isn't going to spark another blimmin' argument? Number three, it's okay. We all make mistakes. And I think our kids need to understand that. Um, many, many a time, um, kids struggle when they make mistakes, they feel that they failed, they feel that they're worthless, their self-esteem goes down, their confidence goes down. And what we need to um, do is to give them that perspective of, yes, we all make mistakes, us included. So if you've got any, you know, when you make a mistake, don't always gloss over it. Um, you know, show your child that you are able to pull back, show them that you're able to sort of change tack, show them that mistakes don't mean failure. Um, because our kids need perspective. They need to understand 
that um, it's not the end of the world and they're not a worthless being because they haven't managed to get things sort of done the right way, dare I say it. You know, following on from that number four, you know, could be, but you're getting better at this. This is good. You're getting better because I think our kids need to also see um, progress. They need to also understand that for many of us, we need to develop skills. We're, you know, you, we're not a natural at everything. Um, and it, it's, it can be sometimes quite hard to sort of see maybe their peers or their other family members doing exceptionally well at something. And, so it, you know, they might feel that they're struggling at it. So the, to, to encourage them and even after a setback, encourage them that, you know, you're getting better at this shows them that progress is possible and motivates them to continue and whether or not it's okay well you got your d in maths last week but look you got c plus this week how cool is that you know you're doing better at this and this is again this goes back to the grown growth mindset that progress is a journey and it's all about the effort and when we look at it in baby steps um, we can see that you know that it's not always the end result. It's the it's the journey on how they get there that is equally important. So the next one, number five, is how did you do that? Because that empowers our kids to realise, okay, well, whatever I did got this good result. So maybe I need to do whatever I did again, and that shows them that repeating the same behaviour. You no, know, it, it it's it is it's sort of you know. Actions, repeated actions become our behavior. So if something good has happened, it's a sort of, well, how did you do that? Because let's do more of that. And also equally on the flip side of that, how did you do that? Uh, if it was sort of not really the desired outcome is because we don't want to do it that way again. So it, it's helping our kids understand the journey and, you know, whether or not it's, um, oh gosh, a, a little one doing their Lego for, you know, and, and they did exceptionally well or maybe your your child sort of um, getting a commendation for something at school or getting a, I, I don't know, the sort of fastest lap in running or whatever it is. What did you do that was different? Because what you, you know, if, the, if it was a good outcome, you need to do more of that. And if it was a not so good outcome, well, let's see if we can avoid that behavior in the future. Number six. I love you. Do you say that? How often do you say it? Maybe you think you say it and maybe you think, well, sure, they know it. And I know, I know, actions speak louder than words and I've got members in my family. I say it the whole blimmin' time. Maybe, maybe I say it too much. Can you ever say I love you too much? I don't know. There are many members of my family who don't say it at all, but they say it in different ways by their actions by the you know sort of the deeds that they do by you know just sort of different ways of communicating but words are powerful and i think especially when our kids are young all kids are young but especially when you know we've got our kids still under our roof saying i love you needs to be heard by them it builds confidence and yeah here remember loved understood and respected but it, it just builds their own inner dialogue to know do you know what someone loves me someone's got my back and that's pretty cool um another one number seven i trust you oh 
Come on, Kai. How can you say that to a teenager that you just found crawling through the bathroom window three days ago? Yeah, I know. I know. But you've heard this sort of phrase, be the change you want to see in the world. Well, our kids need, especially our teenagers, um, need to know that we trust them. And actually, to be fair, the majority of them are pretty cool kids. Yeah, there's the, the odd live wire, but the majority of our kids are good and we sometimes do them sort of a disservice. So I'm not saying trust them with the really meaty stuff to begin with, but... You know, it's just sort of, I trust you to, I don't know, walk to the shops and get a pint of milk. I trust you, here's a big one with, with um, teenagers, I trust you to be sensible with the car. Ooh, okay, maybe you don't have to start that one. Okay, okay, wheel it back. But, you know, it's just, I trust you to do whatever and just give them the little, it's it's baby steps, I know, but once we feel that, it, it allows our kids well it builds a, it builds that um the, the the bond that we have with our kids but it builds a higher feeling of self-worth for them and when they start feeling that other people are invested in them when they start feeling that other people believe in them then they start believing in themselves so another one number eight um how does you know sort of how, how does your child know that you believe in them. A comment like, I'm sure that you can do this, whether or not they are doing, I don't know, sort of ballet in, in a local exam, or whether or not they are having to be part of a presentation, or whether or not they're having a hard conversation with one of their mates, whatever it is, I'm sure you can do this, says to your child, I believe in you, I know that you are capable, and it helps them rise to their true potential. And, you know, it, it is it even you could sort of do it in slightly sort of mock mock ways, you know, sort of you, you want someone to unload the dishwasher. <gasps> I'm sure you can do this. You know, let's have a bit of humor as well. It's just giving your child the opportunity to realize is to develop their growth mindset, get, moving away from that, I can't do this, I won't do this, blah, 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 blah. It's giving them the opportunity to think outside the box and realize, do you know what? I've got this. Um, our kids are also um, going to be, you know, sort of through the ups and downs and the challenges of teenage life. They will have um, challenges. They will have issues that um, challenge them, obstacles, curveballs, whatever you want to call it. And it's what we need to do is help our children develop a resilience to that and an ability to deal with such situations. And yes, all the above, as I've said, are very good ways of helping your child to, um, you know, develop uh, that growth mindset and that belief in themselves. But also ask them a question. How do you feel about that? Um, maybe someone's asking them to do something that they don't want to do, or maybe it's, it's too late and maybe they did do something that they didn't want to do. And now we're, we're working from the point of learning rather than from from sort of discipline and punishment but asking how your child feels about something you know or, or they got an f in sort of history and they feel that it's very unfounded and it's okay well tell me how do you feel about that because sometimes they'll feel wronged sometimes they'll feel embarrassed sometimes they'll feel shamed sometimes they'll feel really excited you know but we need to help not only to um 
create the inner dialogue, but we need to help our children to understand how they're feeling, to understand their emotions, because all too often, I sort of, when I ask kids that, I see them just shrug their shoulders and they go, well, I don't know. And it's like, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's see what's going on here. How do you feel about A, the way you dealt with that situation, or B, how you want to deal with that situation? Because it's giving our kids the choice again. It's empowering them to realize that, yes, they are the the author of their own life. Because I think the problem with our teenagers is that often they feel that someone else is holding the reins, and that's a horrid feeling. And we want to be able to empower our kids to go, oh, no, 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 this is, this is you. This is, this is up to you. And you are in charge of your own life here. And we could, in fact, take this one step further, number 10, by sort of giving them the, op- the option and go, no, 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 you decide. You decide. It's totally up to you. And it could be with chores, um, bearing in mind they know about the actions and the consequences. But it could be, you know, uh, um, it's your turn to, to unload the dishwasher. You decide if you want to do it. Or it's, you know, <laughs> pick up, you know, oh, mum, why are my sort of towels always so wet? Well, you decide because if it goes on the radiator straight afterwards, it's going to be dry, but that's your, that's your shout. Or... Well, you know, I've 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 got maths homework, but I'd rather go out with my mates. Well, what happens if you go out with your mates? What happens if you don't do your maths homework? You decide. Because I think the thing is, and I was someone told me about um, lawnmower parenting, where basically you've heard about helicopter parenting and tiger mums and all that. Well, lawnmower parenting is where basically we are sort of clearing the path for our kids so right ahead of them we are sort of sweeping away all the challenges we're sweeping away all the problems and we're making life so much easier for them which is really lovely when they're six well actually is it but you know the point is by the time they are reaching the teenage years they need to be able to realize that i'm not saying life's tough but they need to be able to realize that they have the capabilities of tackling challenges when they come rather than having mum or dad or, who, or whoever um, clearing the path for them. I mean, what's the blimmin' point? You're, not, you're actually doing them a disservice. So the point here is by you decide, it empowers them to make their own choices as long as make, make sure that they are fully aware of the consequences that, you know, if they go out with their mates instead of doing their homework, then there are consequences. If they choose to not, um, you know, sort of, I don't know, stay and watch YouTube till three in the morning, then there are consequences as opposed to going to bed early. Um, You know, all these things, it's giving our child, rather than nagging them, rather than telling them what they must and mustn't do, this is giving them the opportunity to make the choices but they also need to deal with the consequences afterwards. And so dealing with the consequences, dealing with situations that haven't always gone according to plan or helping them deal with situations that might be new to them or they are trying to cope with things that they're rather uncomfortable with. This one really I mean, it's gold. And you basically say, number 11, how can I support you? What do you need here from me? 
And it's not, I'm going to take over and do it all and make it all so much better for you and therefore it'll be so much smoother. It's not that. It's, I appreciate that this is a tricky time for you. How can I support you? And it could be, all right, well, your child's right in the middle of GCSEs and actually what they'd really, really love is for you to help them tidy their room once a week. Or it could be, I am so over you know, uh, overwhelmed with what's going on at the minute and I have my home, my coursework's out of control and I don't even know where to start and it's, okay, how do I support you? And it could be you have to help them draw up a timetable. It could be, okay, well, from now on, I'm going to give you sort of a two-week sort of clear path on your chores. It's up to you, you two to decide, but it's how do I support you here? And... That's a big one because it's acknowledging that your child does need support, but it's doing it on their, their terms. And that's what our kids need, especially our teenagers. They need to feel supported, but they also need to feel empowered. They need to know that someone has uh, their back, but they also need to feel independent. And I know it's, it's a fine line. It's a tricky one. And we screw up. I, I get that. And here's what you do when you do screw up. Number 12. You say, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? You see, I know. But when we say, I'm sorry, it acknowledges that we're not always brilliant at getting things done. I mean, I tell you what, I, for my parenting, I learned by the trip and, trip and fall method. I was parented very, very differently than um, I'm parenting my, you know, as, as a child, as I am parenting my kids for, for many reasons. Um, you know, it's a different world now and we are learning differently. Come on. I mean, I don't, I didn't, we didn't have the digital age when I was young. Um, the, the closest I got to communication was sitting on the stairs um, you know, with a, with a sort of that the dial-up telephone, you know, with a long lead, and and we didn't. We're learning. We're learning as parents, and I think our kids need to understand that. Not so that they can um, sort of take the mic and 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 sort of maximise on sort of our, our sort of sometimes lack of knowledge, but it's to just show. That we're all in this together. We're all dealing with different things. We're all dealing with the same things, um, and we are in this together. I think the thing is, is that we need to be able to feel as a family. We need to feel as a team, um, and we're all equal in our own unequal ways. And by that, I mean, you know, yes, you are leading your family, but we all play our part, and we all have different. You know, you're you're not expecting your kids to pay the mortgage, for example, but um, they are there to. You know, it's 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 also important that they do um, contribute to the sort of smooth running of the family. And I, as long as we are all able with the resources that we had to move in the same direction, we feel again loved, understood, and respected. And I think. When we say that we're sorry, yes, it makes us feel quite vulnerable. Oh my God, I got it wrong. But with being by making ourselves vulnerable, we actually we we demonstrate an inner strength, and I think that is also called leadership. So have a think about those those twelve pointers to maybe just stop you from nagging. Um, 
it might make life easier sort of for you know for, for you and your family and start noticing the changes you'll see them quite quickly um they might be little to begin with but then you might just sort of turn around and go oh my word that, that we're in a different place now because you're all sort of singing from the same hymn sheet um you're all sort of aiming for the same things and and by empowering your child to have that growth mindset, to think more positively, be it about relationships, be it about the choices they make, be it about their sort of studies. If they are feeling empowered, then you're inspiring them to look for a brighter future. And that's got to be good, hasn't it? Anyway, sending you guys much, much love, and I shall speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.